Good morning, everyone. Good morning. If you feel up to standing, if you'd stand with me today, we'd open our service in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we just rejoice in this day that you have given us to come out and to praise and to lift up the name of Jesus. And Father, we pray for all of those that cannot join us for whatever reason it may be. We pray that you would be with them if they are on the road, that your traveling mercies would be upon their life. And Father, if there are those that have sickness in their body, we pray that Father, in the precious name of Jesus, that you would minister to their hearts and to their lives. And Father, that you would touch them, you would minister to them, you would strengthen them, and And we pray that, Father, as this day goes forward, every passing moment, they would begin to feel better and better. We rejoice in you today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And uh, with that, I asked Mark if he would share with us this Sunday. So I'm going to turn it over to him, and he's going to share the word with us. All right. Well, Leo offered to take my Sunday school class, and I let him. I should have probably just went ahead and did it. I would have been, you know, maybe I could have got the tears out of the way earlier. So <laughs> hopefully those are already out of the way for the most part. We'll just uh, be able to share what God has. And so today we're going to read from Second Peter, chapter 1, 3 through 11. We've been working on this in Sunday school for about four weeks. and So I just couldn't get my mind off of it. Oh, I turned you up here. All right, now, I, so I just couldn't get my mind off that chapter, that verse, and those verses, and so we're going to read that this morning, and we'll open in prayer, and uh, we'll just give God praises that's uh, due Him. Heavenly Father, we just thank You for this time that we can just share, and we can just be in Your presence, and Father, we feel Your presence here, and Lord, we just know that You have something for each of us, and Father God, we just pray that, I would pray that each ear would be attentive and each heart would be open and each mind would, uh, Lord, be open to the things that you have and for the, the knowledge and the wisdom and the word that you have to share with us today. And we just give you thanks and we give you praise and in, in the name of your son, Jesus, amen. Amen. All right, so we'll start out by reading the scripture, Second uh, Peter 1, 3 through 11. good scripture. If you guys aren't coming to Sunday school, you're missing out. I mean, I don't get a chance to get up here, and so now I can promote my class and try to get more people to come. You can never learn too much about God. You can never be too interested in God. And so we'll start verse 3. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Through these he has given us his very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness mutual affection, and to mutual affection love. For if you possess... These qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your call and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble, and you will receive a rich welcome into the 
eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so, I wrote today, do you believe today that God can take, uh, do you believe that God can take you to a whole new level? And not just a new level, but a new level of understanding. And it comes from His Word. Uh, he can take you to a whole new level of understanding and can still work with you where you are. No matter where you're at today, he'll still be a part of your life. He'll still work with you. Have you ever worked with uh, someone or been around someone that was so intelligent that when you talked to them that they just didn't even pick up on what you were saying? I mean, they were just heads and shoulders above you. And that's kind of what I do when I go and I talk with God and he is... Uh, in my life, and the Spirit's moving, and He's telling me things, but I just can't even comprehend them to the point of writing them down on a piece of paper. I struggle with that. So He has to explain just each and every word to me as I go. And uh, But that's what He can do. He, uh, I wrote down here, God is there for us. He's our source, our rock, our shield, and can use us. He has a purpose for us. He's our protector. He secures us, sustains us, and most of all, He loves us. And no matter our level of understanding, we have to remember there's nothing that He can't do. So no matter where we're at in our life, no matter spiritually or emotionally or physically, God can and will do a work through us if we'll allow Him to. And so I got a little story I was going to read, and... uh, it was from a doctor, it said, and it said, uh, Dr. S. Gordon tells of an old Christian woman whose age began to tell on her memory. She once uh, knew much of the Bible by heart. Eventually, only a precious bit stayed with her, and it was from, I read it, and I knew exactly where it was from. And that's one of the things that, uh, as you do that, and you study the Word of God, and you bring things to remembrance, and so as you do that, you don't have to go and search for it on the internet. You can find it right here. Amen. And so it was from 2 Timothy 1.12. And so this lady was telling the story. I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. By and by, part of this verse slipped its hold. And she would quietly repeat that which I have committed unto him. So she had forgot part of it, but she still remembered part of it. And at last, as she hovered on the borderline between this world and the spirit world, her loved ones noticed her lips moving. They bent down to see if she needed anything. She was repeating over and over again to herself one word of the text, him, him, him. She had lost the whole Bible, but in that... But one word, but in the whole, in that one word, she had the whole Bible. Yes. Yes, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll say, as I read the end of the story and that verse that came to my mind, our God will never leave us or forsake us. And uh, he was there with her. He was her last word uh, spoken as her last breath was taken. He'll be there for us until he takes us home to be with him. In Hebrews 13, 5 and 6, and we'll just, we'll read that, and that was, uh, where it talks about how he was, he'll never leave us or forsake us. And I think it was just verse 5, but I couldn't quit reading, so we gotta read 6 too. Keep your lives free from 
the love of money and be content with what you have. Because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? And so as we were in Sunday school class and they were tromping all over my sermon and, and Leo always talks about that. He says he can't give out too much information because it's a part of his sermon. And so he just sits there on his hands and, well, I can't do that. My hands move too much. Anyway, uh, so as, as we end the story, I want to go to Psalms 119, 22 and 23. And what, it, what I'm really going to try to drive home today is the knowledge of the Word of God. And if you possess that, you have everything that you're ever going to need. You'll be successful in everything that you do. And even if you're not successful, you won't notice it. You'll have be so focused on God that you won't care what's around you. What the world calls success is not the same thing as what God calls success. Psalms 119 and 90, uh, 20, I thought it was 90, I think it was 92 and 93. Yep, 92 and 93, it says, If your law had been my delight, I would have perished. If your law had not been my delight, I would have perished in my affliction. I will never forget your precepts, for by them you have preserved my life. So it's by knowing the Word of God and by following the Word of God that we're going to be sustained, that we're going to have success. As we read God's Word, it gives us something to stand on. It would be like a concrete pad that's poured. It gives us something to build on. The more we read it, the more secure we become and the more growth we see. Like the concrete pad, there are some things, there are things hidden in it that we need to know. Have you ever worked around or been, that's a, I skipped over that here. I I had like three different pages. So as we, uh, there's things hidden in it that we need to know about, such as how thick is it, whether there's rebar in it or maybe even strands of fiberglass. The heavier the structure that we plan to build, the stronger the concrete will have to be. Just like our relationship with God, the stronger and more secure the relationship you're looking for, the more Time you'll need in His Word. That's where you're going to learn about God is in His Word. No other place. Just like the concrete, to put rebar in it will take more time. And to pour it thicker will cost more. Our lives are full. We have no time. Something will have to go to make time for God and His Word. There will have to be a sacrifice made. And to decide how... uh, you, You have to be the one to decide how important this is to you. The Word of God is where knowledge is found. Knowledge is how your faith, your trust, your hope, and your security and your salvation comes from and how it grows. You have to know the Word of God. It's uh, everything you're ever going to need. As we're out telling the world about God, you know the more we know about it, the more we can just uh, stand there and secure what we're saying and and, uh, make them sure about what they're hearing. And so I was going to read some scripture about... uh, Power and authority, I think. It's Ephesians 1.17. I had like three or four of them wrote down, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what those are, is about the power that's been given. Ephesians 1.17 says, I keep asking 
that God, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. And so apparently these aren't about that. These are about uh, knowledge. And so we'll read Isaiah 11 too. I did, I, you know, normally I like going back over the message a few times and I didn't really have the time to do that. I was pressed on every side yesterday pretty much by Satan and and shaking and whatever. Now I'm running over because God, you know, just poured out on me a whole bunch of things this morning that I really couldn't even uh, come close to explaining to you like he explained it to me. But I pray that you'll be blessed half as much as I was just... Uh, in writing this stuff down. Isaiah 11.2 The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. And Ecclesiastes 2.26 just before Isaiah 2.26. And I really like this one. There's, I mean, there's just a ton of them. And I just want to kind of secure the, who has the wisdom and who has the knowledge and where we have to go to get those things. It's from the Word of God. He holds all wisdom and all knowledge. Uh, 2 and 26. To the person who pleases him, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. But to the sinner, he gives the task of gathering and storing up wealth to hand it over to the one who pleases God. This too is meaningless, a chasing after the wind. And so no matter what you possess, if you don't possess uh, Christ, if you don't know Christ as your Savior and, and God's not the possession you're after, then it's meaningless, it's chasing after the wind. And as if you read that whole book, you know, it talks a lot about that, gives you some uh, perception and different things, and really a good book. Uh, we're going to go to 1 Corinthians 2, 11 to 14. 1 Corinthians 2, 11 to 14. I'll be starting to get into this about the time that I'm finished. Uh, 11 through 14. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. What we, what we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught by us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the spirit, explaining Spiritual realities with spiritual taught words. The person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit of God. So that's the only way you're going to understand the word of God and the book of God is through the spirit of God. And if you don't have that, then your understanding is going to be pretty limited. The only understanding you'll get is from another believer in God. And that the Spirit is on them. In uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 8. And it says, To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. 
So that same spirit that we're talking about today holds the spirit of wisdom and of knowledge. Two different things. The spirit of God is where knowledge of God, is where the knowledge of God's word is revealed and obtained. Has your Bible ever seemed or appeared to have a lock on it? Does it just lay on your table or nightstand or just sit on your bookshelf, unopened and unused? Is there times when you read it, but it just just don't get the understanding you're looking for? Like it might as you might as well not have even opened it up. Like there's still a lock on it. Uh, this is where the spirit of our God comes in. Remember, scriptures we just read, uh, we just read uh, the knowledge of God's word comes from His spirit. So we open and understand, we, we open the word and understand that the Spirit gives us knowledge. We read and understand it, but it is like it's still locked because we don't apply it to our life. And we don't live by it the way that it says to do. We just do what we want to do. We talked about it in Sunday school. We know as, as some people maybe even know, Christ is their Savior, but they still don't walk by what the Word of God says. That's the difference. That's gonna, that's gonna be the change. That's going to make the difference in your life. We have to continue to read the word, pray for knowledge and wisdom, and God <clears throat> to help us apply his word to our lives. In the name of his son, Jesus, is how we do that. He has all power. He has all authority. He can give us those things as we ask. I was wondering as I wrote this, if I had preached a sermon without Jesus' name being mentioned and as I wrote that sentence, God spoke to me and asked, could there be any power in a message without that name? So we'll read Ephesians 1, 18 through 23. Ephesians 1, 18 through 23. This is another one of those. I was just going to read one verse and I just couldn't stop again. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe that power is the same as a mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule, authority, power, and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come, and God placed all things under his feet, appointed him to be the head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. And so if there's anything you're looking for today, Jesus has the answer. He has the way. He has everything you need. <clears throat> and as I, as I was going to talk about a few examples on earth that relate to our spiritual lives, Things that are important to us in this world, let's start with our homes. That's where we reside. That's where we spend most of our time. Unless we're at work 12 hours a day. They are, they are to protect us from rain, snow, hot and cold, from others who are not following Christ and living godly lives. We are supplied these things and are watched over by our loving God. It's coming up on winter, so we will call the heart inside our spiritual lives, the heat inside our spiritual lives, and the cold outside the world. As we build our houses, we frame them, sheet them, put protective layers on them to keep the cold and precip precipitation out. 
We have doors to go in and out, windows to see out. All of these are sealed and have seals. We keep them shut to separate the, the hot from the cold. We shouldn't have the windows open and stand in the doorway to have conversation. And Sandy said I couldn't say her name. Or let the cold in. We should make sure that all windows and doors are closed unless we're passing through because they're only going to let the cold in and the heat out. And as we relate this to our Christian lives, if we're not in God's word, then the heat in our lives is going out and the cold is coming in. God is what builds the fire in our lives and sustains the heat. Like the furnace in our homes is the heat source, uh, source of heat and keeping up the, uh, have to, like the furnace in our homes is the source of heat and keeping the door shut will give the furnace and, and windows a furnace an easier life and it will last longer more than likely. If it doesn't run constantly. Uh, the more we know God, the more likely our furnace will work to its full potential and will be as productive as it should be. If we are not in God's word, it is like leaving all the doors and windows open for the cold to come in and overwork our furnace. So let's say our knowledge of God's word, it won't be long before the furnace will give out from running continually or we will run out without or we will run out without the word of God. And so what we're going to do is we're going to rely on our past and what we've known from the past and we're not going to be in the word of God daily and that's what we have to have. We have to have God's word daily or that furnace is going to give out. And we talked about leaving all the windows and doors open but just leave one open and in time the cold will come in and it will take over and you won't be able to tell the difference if you're sitting inside or out so why do we even need a home if it's not going to give any comfort and or protection and so why do we serve a God if we're not going to go to him and look to him for comfort and protection and all those things that he can give all those promises he has for us can you count on comfort and protection from God without his word I think not God's word is where the truth is revealed, the promises are given, and the things are open to us as we open his word. That's how those things are open to us and revealed to us and given to us as we open up our lives to him. We will go to another topic and give another example of how important God's word is. And you're going to like this part. I'd put Pastor Leo in there. Leo is always calling me a gearhead. Which is a nice word for mechanic, I think. <laughs> uh, uh, well, we'll use a car engine today, one of the most vital parts, and you guys are going to like this too. We will call it the heart, and if you own a Chevy, the heartbeat. <laughs> uh, I like that part too. <laughs> yeah, so the engine of the car is in need of a few things. The two most important things are the fluids, one for lubrication and the other for safe operating temperature, which would be the antifreeze and the oil. I am one that doesn't just fill my car with gas and think that it'll get me anywhere, anytime. That will not work. That's the same way with God's word. It won't work that way. I can't just read it one time and then think I'm going to be full forever. I understand that the fluids need to be checked and they need to be full to get me to my destination. The same way God's word works, we need to be full to overflowing 
with his word to reach each destination and each one that he brings along. It's that overflow from us that they see, that they, they, they want to be a part of. At specific intervals, these fluids in our engine will need to be changed because they will break down and not do the job that they were designed to do anymore. The Bible is the same way. It has to be a part of our daily lives in order for our engine to work properly. So as we check our fluids and change them, uh, we can expect our engine to run as it should. But if we neglect it, we can expect it to let us down at some point. Uh, will it be a big letdown? Or at the most opportune time, plan on it. That's what I would say. Uh, with God's word in our lives, we can expect him to lead and guide, direct each step, and he will take us where we need to go as long as we continue in his word to look for fresh perspective, wisdom, and guidance. He will not let us down. And just like we said, plan on it. Your car breaking down if you don't take care of it. His word, we're going to stand on it. And we're going to, we can plan on it too. I mean, whatever his word says, you can plan on it happening. So I have one more example for the three emmers or the tape lovers here. How much tape does it take to make tape? That was always the question in Cody. And I always thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> but anyway, that's, it was kind of funny because it does. It, we use a ton of tape just to make another roll of tape. And it's amazing. Sometimes we use more tape to make that roll than what, what we made. But, uh, so we will list some of the different things about tape and why it's needed to make, uh, tape. First, we have one inch, two inch, three inch, six inch, and twelve inch rolls that we use on the machine and uh, used for various things from making splices to running streamers, taping off the die, putting bars on the edge of rolls so they don't slide, and we mark, you know, all kinds of stuff out on the floor where we park carts and whatever, you know, we just use tape for everything. And it's probably holding the place together if you really knew it. And uh, we're... Uh, we bumper idlers to prevent wrinkles. We have made more uses for tape than necessary. Uh, we really don't need all the tape that we actually use, but uh, why not use it? It's cheap and available and the, way, and the way things are set up. It is needed to perform the job that we need to do. And so they set that up so that we have to have that tape in order to make that succeed, in order to make success, in order to fire into the next role and so on. The Bible is the same way in our lives. It can be used in many ways to make us more productive, to lead us, guide us through each day and situation we might face. It's cheap. It's available. And the way to uh, to live a godly life, it's what we need to get the job done. Not only are there different uh, widths of tape, but different types of tape. Some stick to paper, some stick to plastic, some are stretchy, some are strong, some are woven, some are molded. They all have their place and their purpose. As we apply God's word to our lives, he stretches us and he makes us stronger. He knits us and he molds us and uh, shows us he has a place for us and a plan for us and a purpose for us. And as we read his word, he just spells that out to us more and more. When, when, the, when, when we run out of tape, tape will quit being produced because it's the only, I mean, we have to come up with something totally different. And so the word of God will be unproductive, un, 
With life without God's word will be unproductive, unfruitful, unable to be sustained, and will have no growth without his word. So God gave me this to share with you, and I shared it with him on Wednesday night. And uh, and because if I didn't share it, what good would it be to you or to me if I didn't share what I knew? God needs to be our source as we go to his word. And his spirit reveals things to us we need to share with others. What the spirit shared and to whom to share it with. After we share what he has given, we need to go back to God's word for more things to be revealed by God's spirit. We need to continue to go to God's word and then share with others and just go back and forth that we might be fruitful. Because if we don't share with others what he shares with us, the water will become stagnant. So without revelations from the Holy Spirit and without sharing, our growth will cease. Make every effort to confirm your calling and election and you will never stumble. And that was in verse 10 of the of the reading. It says, seek what God has for you. He can and will make a way. Always share when he asks you to. And if we live a life according to his word, the words we hear will be well done, thou good and faithful servant. Welcome home. Amen.